Beyond the Challenges is a podcast where executives in the insurance and financial services industry share their insights and experiences. Hosts Kevin and Sandy Doherty talk with today's top business leaders about what keeps them up at night and the biggest opportunity organizations can capitalize on today. We encourage you to listen, share, and subscribe to our program. Kevin and Sandy Doherty each have over 20 years of experience in insurance and financial services, corporate leadership, and executive search. They're the owners of Global Corporate Solutions and Global Corporate Leaders. Global Corporate Solutions partners with organizations to gain efficiencies and contain costs. Global Corporate Leaders partners with organizations to enhance and evaluate talent. Beyond the Challenges podcast is sponsored by Exactuals, perfecting payments and the data driving them. Welcome to Beyond the Challenges. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Sandy. Today, we are talking with Mike Hamilton, SVP, Chief Distribution and Marketing with RBC Insurance, about the challenges faced by carriers to grow their bottom line and stay relevant in a post-COVID-19 world. As Head, Sales and Distribution, Mike Hamilton is responsible for leading the RBC Insurance sales and distribution team across all of Canada and multiple channels. Mike, welcome to Beyond the Challenges. Thanks, Sandy. Great to see you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? It started quite a while back, I would say 25 years ago. I started with uh, Merrill Lynch, uh, went through their uh, professional development program and became Merrillized down in Princeton, if you will and built a book, a block of business over the course of uh, seven years and had a relatively successful uh, time frame. From there, I went to Jackson National Life uh, during all the insurance regulation era uh, with a gentleman of Bob Salzman and, uh, and Dr. Greg Salisbury and basically revamped uh, they as an insurance company at the time, which was roughly an $8 billion company. And over the next three years, we took it to a $65 billion company and got into acquisition mode and had quite a bit of success. And I learned a ton uh, from that opportunity. From there, I joined a venture capital firm, uh, got involved in mergers and acquisitions and of insurance companies and ended up uh, running American Pioneer, Constitution Life, Heritage Health, as well as Pennsylvania Life uh, back up in Toronto, Ontario. So I became their global uh, president, if you will, of acquisition companies that they purchased. And the idea was to turn them around, build them to a point that they'd want to be acquired by a third party and did that very successfully. And roughly three to four years later, we sold Pennsylvania Life to La Capitale out of Quebec. And then I was recruited by Nationwide out of Columbus, Ohio, as president of their NFN or Nationwide Financial Network and all the agents selling property and casualty, life, health, wealth, retirement funds, working alongside people such as Peter Galato and working for Mark Thresher. Great. Uh, just a great opportunity and uh, really enjoyed my time. I spent roughly four years at uh, Nationwide and then RBC uh, recruited me, uh, Royal Bank of Canada, to come uh, to come up to Toronto to run their uh, insurance network across Canada 
to revamp it as a multi-line distribution opportunity, both as a manufacturer as well as proprietary and brokerage uh, uh, distribution. And that was basically nine years ago. And I've enjoyed my time since and have had some uh, great successes, challenges, opportunities, and have really enjoyed uh, my time. So I continue to hang my hat with RBC today. Mike, so far, insurance carriers have weathered the COVID crisis exceptionally well, largely due to investments they had already made in networks, applications, laptops, and more. The crisis did expose a number of gaps and vulnerabilities. The challenge now facing leading carriers is how to adapt business strategies to accommodate a new way of working and still grow revenue. From your experience, how can insurance carriers embrace innovation and transformation to improve performance and drive long-term growth? It's a a great question, and I don't think there's a a magic uh, button on this one, Sandy. But I believe the reality of, of how to grow for the future is to embrace this innovation to look at this COVID as an opportunity, especially within business, and to throw away a bit of the rule book, the the old ways of doing things. Again, uh, having been a number of industry seminars and talking to other companies and being on panels, what I find interesting is we still have, there still is a mindset that we're gonna get through this and get back to normal. I think the normal's done. I think the muscle memory of our clients has readjusted the new clientele, our Gen Zs and our millennials and Gen Ys all want to do business in a different way, a safe way, and to encompass professionals that embrace their needs. They're asking something different today than they've ever asked. And as opposed to being a, a, a monoline product uh, pitch group, they're looking for how do you manage my risk? How do I attain my goals and solutions over the long term? And how do I continue to be the best I can for the long term? And oh, by the way, I want it all done right now. And uh, can you? All I want to do is be able to hit a button. Can you help me do that? And companies need to embrace that. I don't necessarily think we have all the solutions, but having those ideas versus sitting back waiting for the ultimate change will be challenging. What do you see as RBC's biggest growth strategy? I think when I look at it, the the greatest growth opportunity, not only are we developing new products to address uh, new demographics and how we're engaging our clients on a day-to-day basis, but what I view as the market is more of a generalist format. We've built a community within the insurance industry that I'm a great life insurer, I'm a great investment insurer, I'm a great PNCer. I think as we move forward, a generalist format means I want all my needs taken care of and I don't wanna talk to five companies or I don't wanna talk to five specialists. I want an individual to bring all those resources to bear and take care of my needs because you know who I am, you have my data and take care of that. When I think of some of the comparisons, you think of an Amazon. Amazon knows the next book you should read just based on what you previously have done. Uh, Facebook, based on your interests of the sites you're going to, knows what other interests you may have. We as an industry need to start thinking like that. We're far from perfect, but I think that's the next growth opportunity. And being a multi-liner and one of the largest, if not the largest multi-liner in Canada, 
uh, gives us a great opportunity to do that and specialize as opposed to a mono line to be generalized across all lines and cross enterprise our initiatives to take care of the clients. What are some other revenue generators that you're exploring right now? Yeah, it's, I think we're looking at uh, a number of uh, revenue models, not just in delivering product, but also in delivering services. So for example, <laughs> we just got off the aspect of talking about the mono lines. If I can provide a mono line company, other resources or one of my channels to supplement uh, their needs. So if you take a, a very strong life insurer, provide them the opportunity to do home and auto or take a home and auto provider and give them the opportunity to sell group insurance or to uh, sell life and living benefits or to sell investments. What it does is it provides them a greater span. The problem is, is most of these individuals or organizations don't have those skills. And I'm very proud about the fact we've developed those skills and we've become quite good at it in creating a cross enterprise uh, relationship depth that we can take to the market. And so in doing that, that, you know, there's going to be a fee for that, whether that's part of the service fee, where that's part of the commissions, but there will be a fee to that. But what it does is it gives a broker, gives an agent, gives a company greater retention of the long-term value of that client. And I, that's just one of, uh, one of the areas we're looking at. The other areas we're looking at niche uh, categories of the business. Um, you know, again, it's been talked about for a long time of, whether that's CPAs, military, uh, first responders, looking at different elements and being able to fit those needs and those family categories over time. So we're continuing to look at that and continue to build upon that so that we can hit the market running in the right way, but meet them where they sit, as opposed to just creating a fancy new product, which isn't what they want. They want a process and being able to embed ourselves in a number of our competitors to do that uh, allows them access to the model without having to make the investment, uh, which probably is out of the category right now. Do you see carriers moving towards concentrating on being only product manufacturer or distributor, or do you see them still trying to do both? Yeah, I think it, I, it depends. I really think it depends on the manufacturer. Uh, some manufacturers are incredibly strong um, at that. I think what uh, being able to not only deliver and distribute product in addition to producing uh, product is it's a great test case. You're able to look at the market, how they react to certain models and, uh, and broaden it out. I don't think there's going to be a line in the sand that companies make a decision to absolutely do one or the other. I think what companies need to look at is more of, are you going to be multi-line or are you going to be mono-line? And uh, that's their current challenge. Because if you mono-line, you're going to be outpaced by everyone else. But also when we see, look at it, we have such a consolidation in the MGA and AGA market because the smaller groups are having such a hard time uh, creating those relationships and being of value to producing entities. And, and I think as a whole, they have to get better. They have to bond together and open up the doors as opposed to, you know, if you will, we used to be very protective of our blocks of business, right? We used to sit there and say, okay, I've got my thousand clients or 5,000 or a million clients. No one's going to touch them. 
But the reality is where it's in the States or in Canada, a big part of our uh, new business are just exchanges of a client's between about 35% is an exchange between companies because they change product lines, they've changed pricing, they've changed underwriting. Well, the reality is, is that can't be the ongoing model. It has to be how do we engage generally to meet the needs where they're at and being able to look at it more consistently and making it easier to engage versus uh, just saying, I'm a great life insurer and I'm going to provide term UL and whole and that's all I'm going to do for the rest of uh, time. I think that's going to be very challenging for any organization. How is RBC dealing with tech debt and investing in new technology? That's a very good question. And what we do is we do uh, a layout, obviously, the financials for if it's replacing manual work, um, where that's reconciliation, uh, paperwork to paper apps. And we've been able to do that. I think the next challenge is taking if I want to invest in new technology, how does that operate in concert with what I have? We're still in the process, and to be uh, perfectly candid, we're still in the process of replacing a lot of manual systems and multi-generational technology systems that are outdated. I mean, we still have COBOL uh, programmers. And so <laughs> to what we're doing is trying to consolidate all of that into a technology network that we can have one solution be able to go to, they call it the data lake, to be able to dip into that data lake and be able to draw those proficiencies out long-term. And then we can be a lot more nimble and in the current term, pivot a lot faster than we've ever been able to do. Mike, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate being able to learn more about how you and RBC are trying to grow your bottom line and stay relevant in this post-COVID-19 world. Great, thanks, Sandy. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe and share so we can stay in touch. If you would like to learn more about how global corporate solutions and global corporate leaders can help your organization recruit the best talent, increase your diversity, and save money, please visit our website at www.thegclgroup.com.